0: All right, well, we are live. Welcome to Sweet Stories, the podcast that brings you face-to-face with the journeys of entrepreneurs and professionals who've carved their paths in the business world. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Matt Skolin, a seasoned professional with over six years of experience in sales and business operations. Currently, Matt joins us and is contributing as an account executive here at Nuage, provider of tailored cloud business management solutions, where he harnesses the power of innovation to aid companies quite a feather in his cap. I don't want to stroke his ego too much. (laughs) Matt's professional journey spans across industries and verticals, including roles at uh, shift, almost said shit, but shift, fair.com, and Orana. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, academic grounding in information systems, business analytics. We'll talk a little bit more about that and your alma mater, LMU, uh, which further adds to his unique perspective in making data-driven business decisions. (laughs) Join us today as we explore the inspiring journey of adaptability, resilience, and continuous learning that makes up Matt's sweet story. Welcome, Matt.
1: Wow, thank you. Great introduction, Louie. Really yeah, nice. use
0: ChatGPT for that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes.
1: <laughs> Hi, well,
2: Matt. Thanks, Gina. Yeah, we're really glad you're joining us today. So let's get started. Um, you've had significant journey in the tech industry. so. Can you tell us a little bit about your path uh, to becoming, you know, eventually a nuage uh, star here? (laughs) So we'd like just a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think as Louie kind of alluded to, I came out of school with an information systems and business analytics degree, um, which led me into operational roles while I was getting my degree and then immediately after. Um, And it's kind of interesting because I think your role, uh, especially at a scrappy startup, like I was at coming out of school in an operational sphere is really as an internal seller. And that's what led me um, to explore a role in sales. Um, The reason why I ended up in automotive, it was a huge passion of mine. I was born and raised in L.A., which is one of the largest automotive markets uh, globally. Um, And so just naturally my inclination towards cars, it was uh, a common ground for me and my father and a couple of my friends. Um, growing up and so i found my way into auto uh, automotive startup specifically on uh, the fintech side of the world um and kind of spent a few years there cutting my teeth as an inside sales rep found my way into account management and then finally into an account executive role you know kind of bringing it all together here at nuage both the academic background and kind of uh, the experience i've had as a seller um you know selling erp which is very close to my academic background and then through the experience of, you know, startup up and down all the way into a publicly traded company. um, It's been, you know, quite the journey, but it all started from a very simple, uh, you know, kind of a passion play, finding my way into automotive. And then, you know, six years later, six really fast years later, uh, finding myself into a role at Nuatch. So it's been a crazy journey and a lot of fun along the way.
2: Yeah, it sounds like your business acumen is pretty broad and yeah. you brought a lot to us, which is great. Yeah.
0: And, and and hoping you can expand a little bit more on on just your diverse experience, you know, in, in your approach to, you know, as, as a what we like to call kind of a solution guide. Um, what are what are you seeing in the marketplace for organizations that you're working with today, kind of where they are, their status quo? And how are you helping them get to that next level with a product like NetSuite?
1: Definitely. I think, you know, one thing that we hear daily is uncertainty and I feel like a looming financial event somewhere in the future has been on everybody's radar for some time. I think the reality of the situation is, and it's something that internally at Nuage uh, we're very focused on, is the idea of building a strong foundation today when things uh, maybe don't look as optimistic as they have in years prior. Um, and setting up for what is uh, potentially the future state of the business and doing so in a very diligent sort of way. Um, It's very much a foundational um, building effort that I'm often having conversations with C-suite executives about. I think people at that level are internalizing the idea of long-term objectives for the organization and balancing those things against the short-term objectives. And maybe there, there being a natural conflict there You kind of alluded to, you know, the whole guidance process, especially the way that we position ourselves at Nuage. And I think more than anything, the insights have been um, in having those conversations, having frank conversations with C-suite executives who are aligned with long-term objectives, but again, have to balance those things in short term, especially with uncertainty um, kind of on the horizon and and, and just understanding, um, you know, there's no time like the present. Yes, I can understand why. Um, you know, certain economic factors may may kind of dictate your decision. But ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, I think a lot of people align very much so with the idea of future-proofing a business and being very diligent at the foundational level, especially, um, you know, with objectives to grow or to acquire new companies, whatever the objectives may be with the business, those things being well-grounded in efforts at the structural level um, to ensure there's uh, you know, you're future-proofing your business.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like uh, managing short-term, long-term goals um, on the CEO side can be can be very diverse and very, you know, uh, changing environment more or less. So speaking of that, um, in your role today of technology and business, how has that uh, evolved over your career? Have you seen many changes obviously in your current business strategy? comparatively?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, when coming out of the auto finance world, we were um, focused on the retail outlets. That industry is something I have joked consistently, uh, is very ripe for for change. I think that underpins my efforts here at Nuage, is understanding that big industries, huge financial companies um, are expecting changes in the way that consumers Um, purchase, the way that consumers go about their buying decisions, I think those all um, were kind of accelerated by COVID and and everybody thinking um, maybe a little bit differently during the last couple of years. Um, And so I guess what I'm trying to say is no understanding that huge financial institutions are expecting a change with how customers transact. I think those things probably trickle down even into the middle market startup, uh, even pre-revenue companies. And that's, I think, one of the observations that I had early on um, was, you know, things are gonna change. And and again, future-proofing your business, making sure you're very diligent at the foundational level, really important. Um, And I think that being consistent across my entire career as a salesperson, I think just helps uh, not only the message resonate with myself, but in the way that I communicate that to individuals, different stakeholders, whether that be at the C-suite level or even at the individual contributor, something things are going to change. Things always change and we have to be comfortable with that and the way that you mitigate against any risk, um, you know, is again by being very diligent at the foundational level.
0: Yeah, and, and I think um, w- one thing that, you know, passion we both share is just kind of the uh, the forefront and innovation of all things tech. And as, as we look at innovation, I was just working on an article this morning and, um, you know, so much of it is just comes back to just data integrity, um, from your perspective. And and I know we've done some, some process mapping and some system architecture for, for various organizations, uh, inevitably like the data is always a cluster F to say the least, you know, what words of advice would you have for for folks who are looking to make a transformation with that starting point, you know, all things data,
1: you know, um, things die, the whole, like, uh, uh, generative AI, chat GPT, all those things underpin uh, very much like a low accuracy effort. I think what's really interesting, right, is there's been a huge wave of content and things that are like uh, just adding to more noise in the overall ecosystem. And Mm -hmm. what you're probably seeing is people trying to cut through that noise through personalization. I think that is one of our efforts is, um, you know, making sure people understand the way that their business is set up today because many people don't. And being able to visualize those things um, with a high amount of accuracy and understand how the interchange of data works in between a couple of different systems that are probably pretty integral to your day-to-day and business overall. Um, I think it's a very interesting sort of topic because you see a lot of noise and you see a lot of people who aren't able to cut through it. Our efforts, I think, uh, have been very pointed at trying to cut through and trying to get people to visualize uh, what underpins their business um, and making sure that Um, you know, once you have that understanding, it's not just a, okay, check the box and move on. You start taking actionable, um, steps towards either improving your understanding, improving the way that data interchanges in between the systems, or even potentially even overhauling it as a whole to a more modern system. I think we see that all the time. Guys are running legacy old systems on green screens, um, and it's too big of a cluster to try and unscrew all of that and put it all back together in a more modern system. But if you can get to an understanding of, um, you know, maybe how simple it is today and how simple it could be in the future, I think, again, those efforts, um, mm-hmm. are pointed at an objective of like three to five years down the road. And that oftentimes is resonating with the C-suite, um, more mm-hmm. thinking about things far more than just in the immediate sense. Great points
2: yeah definitely um shows the scalability as well um, with the tool um any anything that you can um suggest as far as with any erp system as if someone is considering it with the the long sales cycle and the cycle for consideration for the, the client any any thoughts to that as far as um maybe some points that you could point out that might give them a little more clarity as they're moving through the process of implementation and the decision making of a big ERP system.
1: Yeah, I'm somebody who does a lot of collection of information before I make a big decision. With the typical value of our contracts, you know, being in the six-figure range, this is a it's a huge decision for a business to make. I and mean, so I think um, my suggestion and something that I try and um, integrate into our cycle and the conversations we have is. let me kind of guide you through this. I know the number of boxes we need to check between here and you ultimately procuring the software. If you kind of come along with me, I will guide you through that process of checking those boxes and doing so in a way that makes the most sense. And maybe um, trying to prevent us from getting ahead of ourselves or doing things out of order because then we're just naturally disjointed and the work we're doing is less checking boxes and more trying to bring all of the pieces back to center. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about this a couple of different times with like the idea of solving a Rubik's cube, it can be jumbled in a thousand different places. The way you solve it is to bring it back to whatever the center thing, I don't even know how to solve Rubik's cube. So I'm trying to say that, but the whole point being like, I remember like you do something specific and then it's like a, a set of steps after that. I think that, um, to me is like the, the baseline of what I try and convey is I know there are a lot of boxes to check. Help me help you by going through these things in a way that's sequential, maybe not linear, um, but is enough to the point where um, as questions come up, we will start to present those answers. We'll start kind of incepting the ideas into your head and kind of get you moving in the right direction. Um, and so that's generally speaking my suggestion. Obviously, in a sales cycle, it doesn't necessarily come across. Uh, I, I can't be that direct with uh somebody sitting on the other side of the table. Um, but that's just how I think about things. It's very much, um, an effort to keep things, uh, very organized within a tight lane of traffic. And if we set up the guardrails correctly, we'll both reach the destination, hopefully without, um, you know, bouncing off the walls or whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I think as, as we, um, kind of wrap up today's conversation, wanted to ask, you know, all things, data, all things kind of your, your professional journey, any, any folks or, or kind of lasting books or, um, Anything you can speak to that's really significantly influenced your career to date?
1: There are two things, and maybe they're less so data or sales specific, but I I definitely do have examples. Um, There's a book that sits under my laptop. It's been there, uh, I don't even know, basically since I started my working career, and it's uh, a book called Atomic Habits. I think you'll see anybody in the self-help world probably suggest it. Um, But it's about making uh, tiny little changes to what you do and those things uh, ultimately compounding end over end and ultimately, um, I think, amplifying more than just the small little thing that you change somewhere down the road. Um, That uh, probably a good segue into kind of what we do at Nuage, right? Small little changes, you know, with an impact way greater than the sum of its parts somewhere down the road. I think that's guided me. Um, very much that alongside the slight edge, which was kind of, uh, a very similar, um, line again, the, the 1% change you make today compounded over 365 days in a year, um, is, is a massive, massive change when you look at it from, um, not the day you started, but you know, somewhere in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely a, an evolution versus a revolution. But you know, I, I keep fishing and nobody's saying that, uh, I, I'm leading them towards, uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's too much um, noise. With that, we'll re-record this, and you can say that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, again, very, very insightful, and you know, that concludes our episode of Sweet Stories. And um, you know, conversation was was right on point. We really want to thank you, Matt, for joining us today, sharing your valuable perspective, telling a little bit about what you do, what you bring to the the team, um, and and really. Your, your finger on the pulse with the rapidly evolving tech space and uh, for our list, I'm sorry for our listeners you know, if you're looking to navigate your own digital transformation journey, remember that you don't have to do it alone. We've got Matt, we've got myself, Chris, a couple other folks on our team who can really help you and we specialize in helping businesses like yours leverage the power of NetSuite to streamline operations, make data-driven decisions and drive growth. So whether you're just starting to consider cloud solutions or need expert guidance to optimize your current systems, our team at Nuage is here to help. Uh, Matt, we like to, kind of a format, we like to give folks, you know, the folks we're interviewing, the the last word, anything you'd like to share with the audience before we conclude?
1: Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn um, if you wanna make any outreach. Uh, My social media otherwise is pretty dark, um, if you're looking for a good book recommendation, um, uh, I have a great book that I'm reading. It's called the secret history. I am looking for a book club to join because I can't have anybody, nobody in my friend group wants to join a book club with me for whatever reason. Um, so my shout out is to the general public looking for a book club to join.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, that concludes our, our episode of sweet stories. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, Matt. Have a great day.
1: You too.